three years ago, uh, I was a student at Gallaudet University and uh, via email, they uh, sent out a, a campus-wide email for recruitment for a show that was supposed to be for MTV um, and TLC. So I auditioned, but hadn't heard anything back um, for a very long time until about a year ago where they said that now instead of MTV and TLC, it is now a Netflix production. So I kind of tried out again and re-auditioned again to see whether or not we'd be a good fit for the show. And I actually was selected and that's how the whole process started. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Now it's time for my favorite segment where we get to hear from you, our listeners, about your favorite fashion moments. Hello, this is Megan from Kansas City. My favorite fashion moment of all time is meeting the late and great Franca Sozani, editor-in-chief of Vogue Italia. I was a student at the time studying fashion in Milan, and I was given the opportunity to go to her book signing for her latest book, Capricci Della Moda. I was so nervous. I didn't know what I was going to wear, and I didn't know what I was going to say. But when we got there, we went down a long corridor full of all of these photos from past editions, and I got so excited. I was able to finally meet her, and she was so unbelievably humble. She was just as excited to meet us as we were to her. I got a signed copy of her book and also the spring and summer 2011 preview edition for Vogue Italia with Giselle Bunchen on the cover. I will never forget that. It was by far my favorite fashion moment of all time. Diana Clearbrook is one of the reality stars from the hit television series Deaf You on Netflix. The show follows a group of deaf students at Gallaudet University in Washington, D.C. as they navigate the complexities of college life. The show was in my queue for a few days that I finally decided to take a look. I was immediately captivated and pulled in by the students' storylines, complete with dating drama, the quest for identity and acceptance, and the introduction to some of the elites within the deaf community. Shiana was my absolute favorite. I deeply connected to her story, and I love her style. She's a YouTuber with over 125,000 subscribers and does some pretty awesome fashion and beauty tutorials. After binging the series in less than two days with tears in my eyes, I reached out to Cheyenne on Instagram to see if she would be interested in becoming a guest on the podcast. And she said yes. I know that you all will love her as much as I do. And a major thanks to Ariana Sacante, our American Sign Language English interpreter, who made this conversation possible. Enjoy. I am a major fan of you and your journey. Thank you. And you are just so fabulous on the YouTube girl with all the looks. Like I, I am here for it. So I'm so glad you were able to make it and welcome to a fashion moment. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This will be fun. <laughs> so, you know, let's get started. You know, where are you from and and where did your, your love for style and fashion come from? So I grew up in um, Washington State, uh, close to Seattle, um, and I've lived here essentially my whole entire life and consider myself a native Washingtonian. And fashion really uh, came to my um, came to my attention, and I'm thankful for my three Coda friends, um, my three girlfriends. Um, and back then, it was very trendy with a lot of um, blouse colors. Um, so, me growing out, I was very actually very tom like tomboyish and didn't really dress as stylish until um, my these three Coda friends called me out. They suggested that I should dress up and be more fashionable, um, and and stated to give me more more confidence inside. So I went home and threw out most of my clothes, uh, went shopping, and my grandmother also too was an inspiration. You know, we just have to pause because I've seen her YouTube videos and I love your grandma. Oh my god, like her eyeshadow, her looks, like the beauty is just so on point and she's just she seems like such a loving caring person and I just love watching her on your videos <laughs> and Che yes. too we gotta give we gotta give love to Che <laughs> yes definitely uh really my grandmother always um had a lot of purses growing up I think she had over 100 purses and a lot of rings so that's where I kind of also get my fashion inspiration from um she has a, a shoe obsession as well which is also kind of carried over to me <laughs> I love it. You know, I'm curious, like what inspired you to start your YouTube channel and start doing videos? So a few years ago, um, my best friend and I always wanted to do something uh, where we could spread awareness about disabilities and deafness. Um, and YouTube was already uh, very popular a few years ago. And a lot of my role models were on YouTube filming a lot of videos. But also we recognized that there were no deaf representation. So my friends and I said, uh, decided to start and we grew a lot from there. Um, and we didn't really have any expectations in terms of what it turned out to, but it turned out to be something bigger than we'd thought. And I think that my channel too uh, gives deaf culture and deaf people a motivation to kind of uh, inspire them that they can do things and be successful. Love it. Love it. Love it. I mean, I, you know, I'm in the hearing community and I love your show. Everybody should watch the YouTube channel. And I love the music video that you just released as well. Amazing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So is music something that you're going to do more of? Like what's going on, girl? Yep. I definitely plan to do more of um, that music. The person who I already work with actually um, made a lot of songs and turned my poem that I write, that I wrote into um, lyrics with a song. So that will come ahead with more videos to follow. Amazing. You know, I got to ask, okay, how in the world did you end up on Deaf You on Netflix? Like, how did that happen? So three years ago, uh, I was a student at Gallaudet University. And uh, via email, they uh, sent out a, a campus-wide email for recruitment for a show that was supposed to be for MTV um, and TLC. So I auditioned, but hadn't heard anything back um, for a very long time until about a year ago where they said that now instead of MTV and TLC, it is now a Netflix production. So I kind of tried out again and re-auditioned again to see whether or not we'd be a good fit for the show. And I actually was selected and that's how the whole process started. That is so wild. I must say you are my favorite. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Out of all the gals. And I really, you know, I really connected with 
your journey, like on a very deep personal level. Like, I, I mean, I was binging it. I was crying. I was laughing. You know, I too grew up in the church. I too am a survivor of, you know, sexual abuse. And I too, you know, saw some, you know, or had some, some challenges in terms of figuring out where I fit in. I went to an all, well, I went to an all white school and then I went to an all black university at Howard University, which I'm sure you know, <laughs> you know, of because we're all the DMV. Yep, definitely. Yes. So, you know, there were times where, you know, I didn't quite see myself fitting in with, you know, the very wealthy black folks. And then I, you know, couldn't quite identify with some of the other folks from different areas. And I was just kind of like, where do I fit in? And there's this frustration, like we're all black, right? We're all the same. So like, why are we treating each other as if we're different? But the thing is, we, there are differences and those differences, you know, should be celebrated. But I think my expectation was to be embraced you know, in a different way because of where I came from. So when you went through your journey, I was just like, oh my God, Shayana, like (laughs) my heart just, just like, I just felt for you in that moment. So I'm curious, like, what did you learn from that experience? I know that you released a video on Instagram and, and addressed a few things because Lord knows the hearing community over here, we didn't know about the elites. I was like, elite, what? You know, (laughs) so I'm curious, like, what lessons did you learn from your experience? Um, So growing up, I I was deprived uh, from uh, from any type, anything related to the deaf community or culture. Uh, I was really wasn't familiar what was going on in that kind of quote unquote world and kind of pursued my life in a hearing world with my hearing family. Um, And didn't really realize this difference until I really went to Gallaudet University and recognized that these groups existed. Uh, and in that experience, I questioned myself. I couldn't identify like you to where I belonged. I couldn't, I, I couldn't find one that was similar. Uh, I tried really working hard uh, to kind of join those group, kind of the elite group. And that was challenging. So I had to find my own group to kind of take a more introspective um, look at myself and say that I'm not like them. And that there's a lot of other deaf people that share that similarity with me as well that I relate better with. So that was my lesson that I learned is uh, it's okay to not fit in. It's important that I fit in myself and I'm content with um, what people I have that are present in my life and what, and this at this current moment and not spend that time um, wishing or hoping um, to be part of other groups that actually can uh, pull you down um, and be grateful for what I have, grateful for those people that actually see me um, and connect with me. Love that. Love that. Being seen. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I just personally wanted to ask you something that I also, that I struggled with, um, you know, being a survivor of sexual abuse in fashion is sort of, you know, I'd never realized just how conservative I was and just how much I wanted to cover up like subconsciously. I just never thought about it. I just thought, Hey, this is the way I dress until one day my therapist brought it up and was like, hey, Kirsten, maybe you should like go to the store, just try on like, you know, a V-neck or like a sexy dress, you know, um, and just see how you feel. I was like, oh, that's not really my thing, you know, and she made that connection to sort of that experience and and being covered and sort of feeling protected. I'm wondering if you, if you had something similar and sort of like, how did you get over over that? And, and, you know, did you push yourself? Like, was it something that happened on the inside? I'm just curious. 
Um, I can definitely relate to that 100%. Um, I, I felt anxious about what I was wearing because I really wanted to wear certain things um, and, ma and match with current trends, but I also uh, didn't want to show and be misunderstood or uh, have similar experience like that before where they're not looked in the wrong way. So I uh, overthought and um, it caused a lot of anxious, thought anxious thoughts and, and for me. Um, I tried to build my confidence and just take a second take some breaths. Um, and all of that takes time. I know that that doesn't happen immediately. But some days I definitely have those subconscious thoughts because I want to wear a specific thing and then I'll prevent my, myself from wearing that. And I'll kind of always go between that teeter-tottering of thoughts. But right now I'm just taking it one day at a time and step by step. And uh, those clothes that are kind of more revealing, um, uh, and I usually, I will may not wear them or, and they usually just end up staying on the hanger. So I definitely have that struggle. It's definitely difficult. Well, you look good. I love, I'm loving the looks. I'm like, okay, she's wearing the t-shirt as a dress. I'm going to try that with the, with the thigh boot. <laughs> I love it. So like, where are some of your favorite places to shop? Like I hear, I hear a lot of ASOS on, on, on the, I see a lot of ASOS on the YouTube. I see a lot of Zara, like, where are you shopping? I think I, what I love most is Zara. I think that that is definitely my style. I'm this closest with my brand. I have a lot of Zara items. I also, too, I've noticed that I um, uh, love European style. I was always much more fascinated in European style and fashion. So I definitely um, shop um, from more European um, companies than American, uh, like Misguided, uh, Boohoo, uh, Nasty Gal, uh, yes. uh lioness lioness which is from australia yes. um who's a really cool that's a really cool brand too so i'm i'm with all that such a cool brand i'm like all about it <laughs> by the way everyone needs to watch her ted talk i loved it i i, I had to watch it a few times thank you i thought it was so phenomenal um you mentioned in the talk that you know, one out of, what is it, 3,000? Um, one in 3,000 children will be born deaf or hard of hearing. In the TED Talk, I'm sure the, the, the number might be a little different now. Um, but you talk about some of the challenges that, you know, uh, or, or the misconceptions that people have of <laughs> deaf people. And you're like, hello, we are people. <laughs> You know, the hearing is really, like, the only sort of thing separating, like, exactly. the experience. <laughs> so, I, I'm curious, just from your personal, um, your, your personal life, what would you say is one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about you and your brand and what you're doing as a person from the deaf community? Often it's, uh, it's, they don't realize that I can do these things, these specific things. They don't realize that I'm a smart person. Uh, they often uh, mis have this misconception where I can't hold intelligent conversations or I'm not smart, but I can prove these things as I have done so. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions that uh, hearing people have, and I have to emphasize that I'm like you, and just because I can't hear, that's just putting, put all that aside. I grew up and was mainstream, meaning I was a deaf with hearing um, hearing people. So I thought that I was the same, but they always looked at me differently. Uh, it wasn't until I grew up and realized that it was my deafness, that's which is what caused them to look at me differently. Mm, mm, people are crazy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell me about it. <laughs> so I, 
have to ask you, you know, this, this is a fashion moment. So I always have to ask, what is your favorite fashion moment of all time? It can be personal. It can be professional. It could be something that you've seen or watched. I always um, love street, street style clothing, streetwear, uh, because I follow a lot of influencers that are always wearing um, street style clothing. So I always, for example, um, Heidi Bieber. Um, Beamer. Oh, yeah. Wait, Yeah. B-I- like, B-I-E, Bieber, Bieber, right? right. I think now they, they changed, that person had changed a last name, but something. Oh, okay. Something similar. Justin Bieber's wife, or wife? Haley. Haley? Oh, she's like, yeah. Haley, yep, yes, exactly, <laughs> yes. You know, whenever I hear Bieber, I'm like, I'm a, be- I'm a believer. I'm a believer too, so. <laughs> And Haley is. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I, growing up, I always um, idolized Justin Bieber, um, and had many posters of him all in my room. It's kind of funny looking back at that now. You're making me feel old because you know I'm like BSB in sync, and you know, like Justin was like a little youngin for me. Always had swag though. Always had swag. <laughs> So Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Wearing those purple pants. Yeah, yes, that's a very a strong fashion moment in that sign as well, where that was very colorful <laughs> and exciting. Definitely. You know what? I have to I have to ask you, like, what was your on the show, it was mentioned that in the deaf community you have like a symbol, like like for yourself, like you name yourself like some some way. Like, what is your 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 name um this is my name sign cheyenne which is kind of the sign for shiny by the eyes and that's because uh, my eyes are really blue um so that's why my name sign is cheyenne um all deaf people have uh, their own name sign represents who they are or uh could be not all deaf people have something that represents a character characteristic trait um but some are kind of like this way, which means you have curly hair, indicating a curly hair, or some th- this way, which uh, laugh indicates laughing. So there's different representations um, and name signs, which is pretty cool. I love it. So what are you working on now? What's coming up, Cheyenne? I want to see more. I want to see spreads. I want to see. I want to see more videos. I want to see some street style. Like, I, what, what's going on, girl? Um, I think I have a lot of projects um, which take time to develop and move forward with. Um, and I definitely need more motivation to um, post more and show more fashion. Um, I definitely have some um, insecurities about that as well. Uh, internally, I kind of uh, will tell myself I can wear the XYZ, but then I then challenge myself and asking like, what's next is actually posting. <laughs> no, I feel you on the content. I mean, it, it, it can be a lot to continually post. But what I will tell you, Cheyenne, is that you look good. You look great. Keep posting. I'm watching. Our our listeners are watching. Like, I am so thrilled to have you on the show. And I really thank you for sharing your journey. It really does mean a lot. And there's so many people out there who feel the way you feel. 
and you're just such a beautiful person. So you keep shining that light. Okay. And, and those elites out there back, back up off of Cheyenne. <laughs> back up. <laughs> we have your I back. Appreciate that. We Thank have you. your back. Cause you're such a beautiful person. And that's how we felt. Like I, I was on the phone with my friends. I know I DM'd you on Instagram like that night after I benched the whole season. And I was just like, you guys. And they were like, yeah, Cheyenne, like, that's my girl. That's my girl. So we're all rooting for you and definitely can't wait to see what you do next. And you keep posting, girl. You keep posting. Yes, definitely. Thank you for that motivation. I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. That is all. Uh, that's all we got. And we'll post every all of your videos and amazing talks in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And again, you are always welcome of to course, come back. Of course. If you have another project, you, co- you come back on a fashion moment and we'll talk about it. Of course, we'll do. Thank you for your time too today and allowing me to be part of your journey as well. This is really great. It's really nice. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy (laughs) alright bye bye take care have a good day thanks so much for joining me for this week of a fashion moment if you like what you hear we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.